0: father lord we thank you for allowing us to be in your house today father we thank you for um, just the many blessings that you bestow upon us every day that we take for granted but father we know that you are uh, who all our blessings come from father as we take this moment to uh, put aside all of the stuff that's going on in a chaotic world Help us focus our mind strictly on you and on your son Jesus that died on the cross for our sins. Father, we pray for Brother Daryl this morning as he's bringing your message. We pray for our musicians. And Father, as always, just help us be those Christian men and women you've called us to be. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Nothing But the blood of Jesus What can make me whole again Nothing but the blood of Jesus Oh, precious is the flow That makes me white as snow No other fount I know but the blood of Jesus for my pardon this I see nothing but the blood of Jesus for my cleansing this my plea nothing but the blood of Jesus oh precious is the blow that No, no other fountain. I know Nothing but the blood of Jesus Nothing can for sin atone Nothing but the blood of Jesus Not of good that I have done Nothing but the blood of Jesus is the flow that makes me white as snow No other found I know Nothing but the blood of Jesus This is all my hope and peace Nothing but the blood of Jesus This is all my righteousness, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. There's only one foundation we believe we believe in this broken. With me because King would die.
0: seated this morning. I'm going to do something a little different this morning. Matt, Matt, come on up if you don't mind. Matt rededicated his life to the Lord a few months, weeks ago, and he said that, and then he told me last week, and uh, when he told me the first time, I said, "Hey, that's that's great. It is great. We uh, we really don't have a way to recognize that. We, uh, if you are are saved, you receive Jesus as your savior. We baptize you. Okay, that's how we recognize that. When you rededicate your life, you're you're not being saved again. It's not. I'm going to say it like this. It's not new birth. Matt's already been through that. It's not new birth. It's new surrender. It's a fresh." surrender, it's rededicate, it's uh, a serious commitment, taking the next step, Uh, next step of surrender, commitment, dedication, okay, so we really don't have a way to recognize that, so this is my way, okay, this is just me asking Matt to come up here and telling you uh, this is what's going on in Matt's life now. Having said that, we could stop right there. Say that's great. It is. It is great. Okay. Maybe Matt's not the only one. Okay. And it could be that in the in recently, and I don't know what recently means. Past few months, maybe church camp, maybe whatever. Sometime this year, maybe you've done that, where you made a serious rededication, recommitment to the Lord, where you you weren't saved again. You're already a Christian, but you took another step. All right, I'm not I'm not gonna say go right now, but here in a minute I'm gonna ask you to stand. And if you did that and you want everybody to know it, I want you to come up here too. You don't have to say anything, we're just gonna we're just gonna pray. Now let me say this. If you're not willing to come up here, I don't think you made a serious commitment. Okay? All right? If, if, if you don't care enough to get up here, which is hard to do, but if you don't care enough, I, I, I think you prayed, but you didn't rededicate. Rededicate is serious. I'm making a serious commitment to jesus christ i took a serious step in surrendering my life to him okay so is that anyone in the room i want you to think about it here in just a second i'm going to ask everybody to stand if that's you if you just haven't haven't let anybody know that Here's your chance. I don't know anybody's going to come. If me and Matt don't want to stand up here, that's enough. Okay? But I want to give you that chance because there could be someone else who just needs to make a public declaration. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. And I am not ashamed of that. So, stand with me. If you have recently, this past year, rededicated your life, I want you to come on up here. And if it's just me and Matt, that's, that's fine. Okay, here's, here's one. Is there anyone else? This is something you may not have let anybody know, but now you're letting them know. Okay? All right. All right. Anyone else? Brittany, why don't you stand over here with them. Let's pray. Father, thank you that your Holy Spirit is still at work in people's lives. After after salvation, we don't just sit down and take a break for the rest of our life. After salvation, there is a world of things that you have for for us to do. Thank you for these that are standing here. They aren't ashamed of who they are. They're not ashamed of who Jesus is, and they're not ashamed of their relationship with him. I pray for them. I pray for all of us that as we make these steps, these surrendering steps, that, that we that we would grow in you, we would become more, more like you. Uh, I pray that you would bless them, help them, uh, what they're doing this morning isn't easy, but uh, almost everything that you've asked us to do for you that's important is, is uh, difficult. It, it, it takes us stepping outside of ourselves, outside of the box, and doing what you would have us do. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who is still very much alive and very much at work in people's lives. I pray that you would bless them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Everybody can have a seat. Turn it back on. There it is. All right. Communion today. So we take a little break from Matthew. Communion. First Corinthians chapter eleven, twenty-seven through thirty-four. There is a little bit of an outline on the back side of your announcements if you'd like to use that. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-seven 27 through 34. Now, Paul is giving communion instructions to this Corinthian church. I have to say, if you look at the history of it, what's going on in the early church and what's going on today in our church as communion changes a little bit, it, it evolves a little bit. Jesus took the Passover, which was one meal, one time a year in the home exclusively. Jesus took the Passover and he, on the the night before he was crucified, uh, had the last supper with his disciples. So Jesus took it from exclusively being in the home, which there's nothing wrong if, if it is in the home. There's, he didn't say you can't do that anymore. He just opened it up for here's another way that, that we can do this. So he uh, in the upper room the night before he was crucified for us he and his disciples met in the upper room and they had the Passover meal. Now it was a meal and it still could be. All right. So they had the meal and and then As the Christian church evolved and the the church grew, they didn't have a church house. They didn't have one place that, that they could all meet. The church was much too large for that, so they still met in people's homes. It wasn't just the family in the home, but the church would meet in different homes, different times. It started out that they continued making the Lord's Supper, the Passover, whatever they called it, uh, it was a it was a meal, and you can read if when you read first corinthians eleven you can kind of tell that it's it 's evolving and changing so it in in, in in initially at the start, it was still a meal, it began to change, it began to evolve because frankly, the churches has got so large, it got complicated, and it eventually did come down to what we do now, where we take a piece of bread and the and the juice. The bread represents the body of Christ, the juice represents the blood of Christ. You can tell when you read 1 Corinthians 11 that Paul is is, uh, working on the evolution of how this works in the church. So he gives us some instructions. Uh, Apparently they did still eat some kind of meal, and that's why he asked them to wait I'm just going to concentrate on, on two things. It's this, but what I'm going to say right now is not on the screen, but on your, on your outline on the back of your announcements, we're going to start with wait for each other and then examine yourselves. I'm taking the last one first, vice versa, when we read the text, but watch for that. The, the two topics, wait for each other, and examine yourself. So let's read the text. Kind of, it, it is at the end of what Paul wants to say to that church, trying to explain to them uh, how to do c- communion, how to take it, what they should do, a couple of things that they should do. So 1 Corinthians 11, this will be on the screen, 27 through 34. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord In an unworthy manner, will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Here it is. But let a man examine himself. Let a person, let everyone examine himself. Look at yourself. Okay? Examine yourself. And so let him eat uh, of the bread. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Examine yourself first. Okay? We're going to have a chance to do that. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep or have died. Okay? Verse 31. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that that we may not be condemned with the world. Here's the second point we're actually going to take first therefore my brethren when you come together to eat when you come together to do this when we take communion take the Lord's Supper wait for one another but if anyone is hungry let him eat at home lest you come together for judgment and the rest I will set in order when I come so it makes me think it was beginning to evolve away from being a full bodied meal to more of a s- symbolic thing like we do now but I want to take last one first and simply on the screen, wait for each other. Now, specifically, I do believe he's talking about when you sit down to eat, wait for each other, wait for everyone to get there. But I want us, but I, I do think it means means more than that in general, as a church, and this is who I, I really this morning in every way, I really want it to be this message. I, I don't often do this, I want it to be to us. To us. When we come together as a church, wait for each other. Um, I wrote down some things. These are not, these will not be, this will not be on your list. Um, some people are slower than others. So wait for each other. Some people don't get things as fast as other people do. Some people don't change as fast as other people do. Some people don't grow as fast as other people do. So in a lot of ways, some people are slower than others are. And so, so the instruction to our church is what? Wait for each other. Don't get frustrated with each other. Wait for each other. Some, uh, some started to, if they were meeting in a house, let me say it like, like that. If the, if the church is meeting in someone's house, some are slower to get there. Some, if they're going to that house and they're going to have that meal, so to speak, some started after you. They're not necessarily slower than you are, but they didn't get started till after you did. Okay, you've been you uh, you started for the house for the meal before they did. They didn't start as early as you did. You've been at this longer than they have. They may not be slower, they just didn't get started. And so the instruction for our church is what? Same thing, wait for each other. They just didn't get started as soon as you did. I was saved when I was seven years old. Many of you were not saved that that young. I just simply got started before you, okay? Wait for each other. Some simply, well, it's going to be at such and such a house, some don't know the way. They didn't have GPS on their phones, okay? And it looks like sometimes even if you do have GPS on your phone, it ain't going to help you, they just didn't know the way. Some have been going to that house for years. Some haven't. They just got started going to that house to eat, okay? Some have been, were, you know, the founding members of the church that met at that house. And some just started last week. Wait for each other. Some have been going to that house. They know where the doors are. They know, well, they wouldn't know where the bathroom is because the bathroom's out back. But they know, they know their way around the house. But some don't. Why? Because they just got started. Wait for each other. Be patient with each other. Love each other. Some are slower. Some didn't get started as quick as you do. Some, you've been going a lot longer to this house than others have. Wait for each other, okay? Wait for each other. Uh, <laughs> some don't know what time it starts. I'm sorry, that's true. <laughs> some of you have forgotten even what time it is. Every year when we change the clock, Some of you don't. (laughs) That is so funny to watch that. Uh, May seem strange to you. Doesn't happen a lot. Every once in a while. It's happened, probably count on one hand the number of times. I'd be at my house on a Saturday. Look out the window on Saturday. Somebody's pulled up to the church at 10 or 11 o'clock. And I, I finally I, I know who they are, and I kind of some of you are sitting here and you've done that. Uh, I come out and say, "Hey, can I help you?" I said, "Well, where is everybody?" I said, "I don't know. It's Saturday." What? I thought it was Sunday. You say that, No, that doesn't happen. It does too. Some of you just don't want to raise your hand. And say it happened to me. And I have that recurring pastor nightmare. The nightmare in, uh, in having a dream that on Sunday I look out the window of my house and all these cars are in the parking lot. I said, Dee, why are all the cars? And she said, because it's Sunday. Where are you? Some of you don't even know if you go to the, if you would attend, visit the Agua Viva Church in Mexico or uh, the Agua Viva General Baptist Church. It's got a big sign on the wall. Agua Viva General Baptist Church, worship at 1030. And I asked their pastor one time. I said, "Why do you have the time up there?" Now, this in Mexico, I get that. But he said, "I said, why do you have the time up there? You don't you don't go go by it in Mexico." I said, what? "I said you, you don't start at ten at ten thirty like the sign says. How, how do you know when to start?" He said, "We start," and I I love the answer. We start when the people get here. We start when the people. Get here. Wait for each other. Some of, some, you know, all these reasons, some just aren't, you know, wait for each other. Be patient with each other. Love each other. Okay? Be patient with each other. Love each other. Okay. One day, you're not going to be as fast as you are now. One day, you're going to lose the way. One day, you're going to forget what Time it is. Oh no, it'll never happen to me. Oh yeah, it will. Just live a little longer. Yeah, it's it's going to happen to all of us. One day we're not going to be the fast ones. Somebody else is, and we're gonna. And I want I want to be patient with you, because I want you to be patient with me. Okay, because sometimes I really need that. Okay. All right. Wait for each other. Next one. Is examine yourself. This is the one I don't want to do, and you'll figure out why right now. Examine each. Uh, examine yourself. What uh, exactly that came out of verse twenty-eight. But let a man examine himself. So, give me a minute. A second. I'm going to tell you about a dream, and I don't want to do this. This is—I don't like preaching like this, but I've been harping on our Wednesday night group about doing exactly what the Holy Spirit asks you to do. Whatever the Holy Spirit asks you to do, do it and quit—quit quit putting it off. Well, if I'm going to talk the talk, I need to walk the walk. So I'm going to tell you about a dream I had on Tuesday night. Uh, examine yourself I'm, I'm going to ask everybody in the room before we take before we pray what what we're going to do I'm going to preach a little bit we're going to pray then then we're going to take during the preaching during the praying you examine yourself where are you who are you before you take okay uh Tuesday night I had this very vivid dream i I Every once in a while, I'll share a dream as a message, not, not often because they don't come all that often. People ask, how do you know? I know personally because the dream remains so vivid in my mind that it's like I, this is Sunday. I had this dream on Tuesday. I remember the dream as vividly today as I did that night. And it was vivid to me then. Part of it is going to be standing in a, in a river, and that river is so cold And all of us as a church went in, went into into the water. But I remember the vividness of how cold that was. Dee Dee and I heat our house with a wood stove. And I don't ever, hardly ever go up to the wood stove to get warm. But that dream was so real to me, when I woke up, I got up and went to the wood stove just to get warm. It was just a dream, but that's how real it was, how cold the water was. So our church, and I don't know how I know it was our church, but I couldn't see your faces. I I didn't know specifically who was who, but I knew it was our church. The river's on my left running downstream. You're on my right on the bank. And our church has to cross the river. So I get in first, and I'm standing, standing waist deep, Looking at the river, it's very wide, very, water moves very fast, and the water is very cold. You think you've been baptized at our church, you think that was cold. That river was cold. And I'm standing in there looking at the, looking at the, the, the river, the current on my left, thinking, how are we going to cross? Because it's so fast, the water so cold, I don't know how we're going to do it. One of you stepped in. And immediately got so cold, started to cross, didn't even get halfway, went under the water, was overcome by the cold. One of you went in first and never came back up. I remember it like it was Tuesday night. But I couldn't see your face. I don't know who you are. So you stepped in. You didn't make it. And I watched that. Now, this next part is as vivid to me as that was. So the church is standing on the bank, and, I'm, and I don't, I'm not telling the church what to do. You just know what to do. Somebody else stepped in. And then somebody else stepped in. Then somebody else stepped in. As I watched that person not come back up, I thought, well, the whole church sees that. Now we're not going to be able to get anyone to step in. But it didn't stop you at all. I know it's just a dream, but I was hardly ever so proud of you. So someone else stepped in. At the time, and this is just, I'm just trying to pique your, your curiosity here, and I'm really curious how this will turn out. Someone else stepped in first. At the time, I had no idea who it was because I couldn't see their face. There was a lady in our church who stepped in next. Now, looking back, I think I know who she was. I'm not going to tell you. And she's here, okay? I just want you to sit there and think, man, I wish you'd tell me. I'm not going to. I'm curious how that will end. But she stepped in next. She didn't wait. She didn't hesitate. And the rest of the church, when they saw her step in, they stepped in too. I was not on the bank. Come on, you. Come on, let's go. I I didn't say a word. But when she stepped in and the others stepped in, there was something in the heart that I could see that was missing from the first person who stepped in it was as if the first person froze to death. But inside, the lady who stepped in and the other, the other people in our church who stepped in. I, the best way I can describe it is Acts chapter 2. When Luke says that when the Holy Spirit came, it was like tongues of fire above their head. I have no idea how to draw that. I have no idea how to make that look. I've I've seen other people try, and that that description is just so strange that I I don't know how to describe that. Tongues of fire on their head. But what I saw as you stepped in the water was tongues of fire in your heart, and it glowed. And that fire inside of you kept you warm. And you walked across. You walked across. The water was still cold. The Holy Spirit in Scripture is represented by the breath of God. It's represented by water, and it's represented by fire. And you stepped into the water, and I could see that deep glow. And I just, I don't know how I could see it, but I could see that deep glow of fire inside of you in your heart that saved you, that saved you. And I had that fire too. That water was still cold, but it wasn't too cold. And the fire of the Holy Spirit within you within me. We just walked on a cross. All, all of us did. It reminded me when I woke up, it reminded me of the story of Jesus uh, talking about the 100 sheep and one sheep was lost. What, I was so proud of our church because you didn't let somebody who didn't make it stop you from making it a cross. But, of course, what bothers me is that one who didn't. It bothers me a lot. But I'm so proud of those who did. It's the fire of the Holy Spirit within us that saves us. There's a verse that I'm going to, this is not on the outline, but we're going to put this on the, on the screen. John, John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church, wrote a whole book on this one verse. And I read through that book and I read through that book and I've poured over in my lifetime this verse. And before I read the verse, it starts out in the the verses before it where Jesus gives the analogy, if a father asks, it's ask, seek, and knock. If a child asks the father for bread, will he give him a stone? Well, of course not. If a child asks his father for fish, Will he give him a serpent? Well, of course not. If a child asks the father for an egg, would he give him a scorpion? Well, of course not. And then he ends with this verse: If you, then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your your children, you're going to give you know good. You're not going to give those those evil things to your your to your children. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit? to those who ask him how's the Holy Spirit come you ask for it you ask for it. Is that it yes you ask for it I want that I need that that's what I need I want that I want that more and I realize, I want to make sure, I, you know, I want to be right here. I want to be true here. I realize that it's not that we're necessarily getting more of the Holy Spirit. That's when Matt stood up here. It's, it's that. It's that, not that Matt's getting more of the Holy Spirit. It's that the Holy Spirit's getting more of Matt. The Holy Spirit's there. It's just that I'm giving myself to him. But that's what I want. If there's anybody in the room who represents that first person who stepped in, who didn't make it, you didn't make it because the Holy Spirit's not living on the inside. That's why you didn't make it. When the Holy Spirit's living on the inside, you will make it through anything. And you will make it through everything. There's nothing the Holy Spirit cannot do through you or in you as he's living in you. So there may be somebody, that 100th sheep, there may be somebody here who just has to be able to say, I don't have the Holy Spirit living on the inside. But I'm ready this morning to ask Jesus to save my soul, to come into me through the power of the Spirit and to live inside of me and change me. And I've never done that. I've never asked Jesus to come in and reside inside of me and save my soul and be my king. I've never done that. But this morning when we pray, I'm going to do that. If you're here this morning and you do that, if you've never been saved, if you've never asked Jesus to save you, and you come up and do that this morning, I want you to let, let me know, and we're going to baptize you, okay? And you're going to start your journey with Jesus this morning. It's called a lot of things, being saved, it's called being born again, it's, it's called ask, asking Jesus to save your soul, it's just all of those things. If you've never done that, and you want to do that this morning, you, you come. If you do that, you let me know, and we're going to lead you through that next step. For those of you who have done that, that's great, but this morning, I'm ready for more. I'm ready for more. Lord, I'm ready for you to do more in me. Salvation is absolutely great, but I'm ready for you to do more. And I am coming this morning to ask for the Holy Spirit to work in me more. I'm ready to come this morning and surrender myself more so the Holy Spirit can work in me. The Heavenly Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. I went through that book that John Wesley wrote and I went through that verse before I answered the call to preach. And real long story short, I went to our church where we were going at that time. I got on the altar and prayed. And I prayed that verse over and over again because I cannot do this without the Holy Spirit living in me. It's like, I can't cross the river. It's too wide, it's too fast, it's too cold. God, I can't do it without you. So I'm coming this morning to ask. And I'm going to ask you again. And I'm going to keep asking every time I need to ask. But this morning, I need to ask. Okay? I need Holy Spirit, I need you to do something in me And through me and I'm ready to surrender myself more like for you to stand and I've lost track of what we're doing with our invitation song I don't know if it's instrumental is that what you're what you're doing this is our time to examine ourselves and pray if you've never asked Jesus to come in and save your soul this is your chance to do that this morning if you're a Christian, but this morning you just need more. And Jesus, I just, I, I need you now. And I need, your, I need your Holy Spirit right now, so I'm, I'm going to ask. So a chance to examine ourselves. So while, uh, while the guitar plays, if you need to come to an altar and pray, we, we invite you to come.